Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Shoes. Recorded live. Hey, so here we are. When did you land? When did you get done? I uh, got back on... Um, uh, Sunday evening. Wow. How was it? How was it being well? You also, did you go with friends? Was it with your brother as well? Yeah, my brother, uh, uh, his wife, uh, Jennifer, uh, went with me. Um, and uh, a couple of my brother's friends from work, uh, one of them I had met before. And how was it? How was it? I'm guessing that's what I was thinking. I think it was yesterday I was thinking of you because uh, it was a day off after the training, and uh, I was thinking it is interesting that you're going to a, you know, a, a beer fest. I'm curious how you enjoyed it versus, like, you know, how, how was it? Um, uh, so uh, we flew Wednesday night, so landed Thursday morning. Um, and we had Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning just in Munich. Um, uh-huh. Uh, which I have you ever been to that city? I have not been to Munich. No. Yeah, it's, it's um, probably one of my uh, uh, these my my single favorite city in Europe. Probably one of the favorite places I've ever been to in the world, and I happen to have gotten the opportunity to travel quite a bit through work. So, right. uh, you know, it's a really really nice city. Uh, very uh, good you know, vibe to it, um, young, uh, a lot of history, you know, still, um, you know, so really, really, uh, cool city and did, you know, this is where Jennifer, uh, helps me, you know, she had a plan, you know, we had the 10 things we wanted to do and kind of made our way around town in those couple days and got all those things done. So, um, so I loved that part of the trip. Nice. So you sightsee together. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and then saw my brother. My brother didn't get there till Friday. You know, so got to see him for dinner and all that. So it was, it was a nice um, uh, two and a half days. And then we went to the actual Oktoberfest festival, uh, which started uh, Saturday. And that that was, um, you know, kind of in a fairground outside of town. It's essentially uh-huh. a, a big fair. Um, but it's just a fair that, you know, happens to consume, you know, whatever, however many million gallons of beer. Um, and I really didn't like that. Um, I mean, it was cool to see, you know, it was funny to see everybody dressed up. Um, but it was in a, a massive uh, hall, um, overcrowded, too hot. You know, the, you know, the beer, you know, was, you know, warm, you know, it was yeah. to get a beer. It was, you know, the food was delivered, you know, kind of just slammed on the table. You know, you couldn't, you're kind of hard to get to the bathroom, people bumping into each other everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. so it was really cool to see. Uh, yeah. Not particularly, 
Um, you know, if I had done it 20 years ago, I probably would have found it more fun. You know what I mean? Um, right, of course. But, uh, but it was a great, great experience and then came home. So um, it was a good experience overall. Good, good. And is it, is it harder to just, uh, like, how was your drinking? What did you notice? Was it just, did you, did you feel like you overdid it? You just enjoyed it? It wasn't, it wasn't the focus? What was, what happened with that? Piece? Yeah, it was kind of even keel, not, um, I was fine. I mean, I uh, probably had too much at the Oktoberfest. The rest of it was have a beer here, have a beer there, but don't worry about it. And, um, in bed early every night, you know, slept well, so, um, right. So it sounds like yeah we had um so there's there's one thing that I that I was thinking that kept on kept on popping in my mouth uh, mind uh, with you let me turn this off um dingies coming in um throughout the weekend about uh, you and your parents I don't know just it's just kept you know well because we're addressing you know uh, beliefs and how those interfere. And um, the, you know, the the traumas that come with that, and um, so it was very, it was quite interesting. Um, of course, I would have loved to have you there, and uh, hopefully next spring, you know, that maybe yeah. I hope it happens. Yeah, um, I mean, I want to continue to evolve this part of my capability. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I I notice now when I am emotionally, um, I, it is very. Like where my rational mind and my emotional mind separate, I can see it um, see it very clearly now. So it's like it's really, and still you're not using tapping on your own. Is that true? No, I don't. Um, I, I need to um, because I lose control. But like not like I used to, but um, you know I do lose, still lose you know lose control. Yeah. So my I think my awareness is up. My skill level is still very naive. Or, you know, nation. Yeah, and I'm curious. It might be. I just I'm going to uh, do a presentation at one of these local high schools that I was invited, and I created. I'm, I'm going to see. I may send it along to you, which is a, just a basic recipe with some information to see. I think that that may be useful to just have a little a little PDF that you can refer to. That may be. That'd be um, very helpful. Yep. Yeah, I think so. So, um, how? How do you are you doing when it comes to uh, the whole thing with your parents, especially you know the, anything that would uh, mean going against them in you know the whole that's the rule and you, you know and the concern that if you do go against them in any way you have to completely let go of any any hope any possibility of having their validation or approval. Yeah. I'm, uh, um. Can I answer the? I got. It's going to be a complicated answer, which I know you know me well enough to know that's not going to surprise you. Um, uh, As you tell me, start tapping through the points. Just because I'm here, one of one of the things that tends to happen is that as you tap something, you may realize that you may have another insight. So go for it. I'm all ears. Yep. Um, so what I would say is, um, you know, when they're in Lake George or Savannah. Um, you know, it's very easy for me to, well, it's not easy. Um, it's easier for me to, you know, put them in the distance and, um, you know, be focused on what I'm doing and 
um, making sure what you know I'm uh, doing what I want, right? So I'll I'll just give you a really easy example with Jennifer, right? Like I our day to day rhythms are um, are um, you know easy, you know natural, right? She called me when she she texted me in the morning, called me when she drops her kids off. We talked for about a half an hour you know, work through the day, you know, this is when we're separated, when we're together, it's obviously different. And then, you know, I go about my day, she goes about hers, we usually touch base at one time, touch base at nighttime when she's driving home for an extended period of time, and then, you know, say goodnight. And, you know, so we have a connected day, right? Um, right. So, you know, my parents, uh, again, easy example, my parents are um, away, so fine. Um let's say we're at Lake George together and my parents are there. I would be completely different. Mm. Um, same with my brother. Um, meaning I, um, and what Jennifer would say is I modify my behavior slightly with Jennifer in front of my brother. Now, mm. less so than I used to, um, but it's like the, the the things that I work on and believe in in my core on a day-to-day basis, when I'm in a place where I feel like I'm going to be judged, um, um, I dismiss them. I, I, now, you know, if, if you said how bad was it five years ago versus how bad is it today, I would say it's markedly better. But the, the instinct I have, is to let the outsider influence the outcome, not mm-hmm. stick to my insides. Okay. I, and how does the influence plays out? What is it that are you um, are you more like defendant, more on guard? What what? How does it? How does more it deferential. Uh, more deferential and more. Um, well, this is what they expect of me, or this is what my role should be. Like I, uh, I subjugate, subjugate okay. myself. And the problem with that, do you see that then you probably resent the hell out of it? Well, I think there's two problems. I mean, I think Jennifer's insane to stay with me because I keep punching her in the nose every time, you know, somebody else, enters the room, right? I mean, and who the fuck is stupid enough, you know, to do that? And then I I think I get emotionally unstable because I get resentful and I get emotionally confused, right? So that's when the, like, the, uh, it gets very hard to stay on center. Um, You know what I mean? And uh, Actually, I'm not fully clear on that. So Jim, tell me, so, you have your connection with Jennifer, but if your parents or your brother, like even this past weekend, are around, your connection with her changes? Um, uh, what do you I mean would, that you punch her on the nose? So, like, let, let's say, I'll just, again, try to speak practically. So, let's say Jennifer and I haven't, you know, um, we wanted to go do something, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say we want to go see a museum, right? Yeah. Yet my brother says, listen, we're going to go to lunch at one and drink beer. I would go to lunch at one and drink beer. Mm, I see. Okay. Right? And so now the question, you know, so why? Right? And 
And then, you know, let's say we sat there for an hour, you know, had food, which Jennifer and I agreed to do. But then he's like, well, listen, let's go do this now. And instead of saying, listen, I think Jennifer and I are going to go do something, you know, we had plans, I would say, Jennifer, do you mind if we change plans? And it's not that it happens once. It happens all the time. Consistently. And, yeah. and then if Jennifer were to get upset and say, listen, I, you know, I, I don't mind being supportive of your brother, you know, but I was hurt that you uh, chose what we were going to do over, chose him over what we were going to do, I would get mad at her. Of course. And, of course. And that, that's my emotional, like, that, yeah. that, that, you know, lack of ability to control and, you know, control the resentment, control the anguish control the I'm confused about who the hell I am, you know, yeah. it's, um, all that stuff enters into that, and then I lash out at her. Okay, so we're going to do something. I want you to just be exactly in that moment, right? So I want you to go back, which is very recent, so you have it in you, that you're, there you are, you know, you have made plans, and you're going to the museum or whatever outing you're doing with Jennifer, but your brother comes in and says, hey, we're going to lunch. What happen, What happens inside of you? Just if you were, I want you to be like a Sherlock Holmes, or like a, or a, you know, a researcher, and tell me what do you notice inside of your body? What happens? Uh, tear. Um, like a, a pulling apart. Okay, torn apart, and and you said, did you see what was the other word you used? Well, a tear, like um. Terror. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, not terror. Like tear. Like uh, rip apart. Oh, tear, tear. Yeah, tear apart. Like yes, yes. Like completely. Yeah. Because yeah, yes. I, I can't possibly say no to him. I can't, you know, oh. possibly do what I want. I can't. Okay. Great. Great. So let's 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 do these. Okay. 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 Tap with me in the karate choke point, and I want you to for these one. I want you, Jim, as much as you can. And and I need to preface these, as, as, you know, as you tap in your credit show point, I want you to really close your eyes, connect more with your, like, with, I want you to connect low in your body. It's almost like I want you to really notice, notice your feet. Notice, plant them on the ground, and notice your body, because I want to invite the part of you that is responding from a very visceral, instinctual survival need. And I want to soothe, I really want to calm down your mind, letting you know that what we're going to do today is going to improve your relationship with your brother and not interfere in a negative way at all. Okay? Yep. And in this one, you're going to have to trust me because I don't want to talk more than, more than that about it. So tapping the gradual point together, even though I cannot say no to him. Uh, Even though I cannot. You understand it's not just about him, right? Of course. It could be him. It could be your – but it's mostly him and your parents. Isn't that true? Yeah, I mean, those are the – The primary. Primary roles that I I behave this way with, but I would would argue that there would be others as well. Of course, of course. But it is, okay, and him could be, in this case, it's your brother. Let's just have him, him be the, the representative of this group of people. Is that okay? Um, yeah. Or, 
it's, yeah, it can yeah. be harder because he's actually tried to help me a lot. So um, it's harder for me to be angry with him because I don't feel like he knows he's doing it. You know what I mean? Of but, course. No, it, this has nothing to really do with him. It has to do with your and your process. Okay. So fine. is there somebody else that would be better? No, this, that's fine. This is, okay. It, it's not, this is not about him. This has nothing really to do with him. It's not something that, because it's not something that he's doing to you. Is there something that is going on inside of you that brings this sensation of feeling turn, you know, torn apart or having to choose, being in this conflict? It, it, this is, he is who he is. He's just doing what he does. He's not doing anything to you. Yep. Right? So, no, no, I'm completely clear on that. So, even though I cannot say no to him. Even though I cannot say no to him. I really want... In, there's a part of me that still wants his approval. There's a part of me that still wants his approval. And I want to just hang out with him. And I just want to hang out with him. He's my big brother. He's my big brother. And it means a lot to me to have to be on his good side. It means a lot to me to be on his good side. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. I would like to accept that part of me. I would like to accept that part of me. I have a hard time staying centered within myself. I have a hard time staying centered within myself. Even though I still look for outside approval. Even though I look for outside approval. And that determines what I do and who I hang out with. And that determines what I do and who I hang out with. I am still searching for outside validation. I'm still searching for outside validation. Especially with my brother. Especially with people that I perceive as close to me. Yeah. But not so much with what Jennifer is very close to you and you didn't do it with her. I do. You do? I do, it, it depends on the time, but, like, when I know she's upset with me, I have a hard time. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Okay, deep breath, slow it out. I would love to know that my connections are secure. I'd like to know that my connections are secure. And I can be at peace. And I can just be at peace. Knowing that I am lovable. Knowing that I am lovable. Even though there's a part of me. Even though there's a part of me. That doesn't feel safe if somebody's upset. That doesn't feel safe if somebody's upset. Because there's a potential of them leaving me. There's a potential of them leaving me. And there's also a thing that I need to fix it. Right. So if they're upset about a decision I made, I would change my decision, not allow them to be upset and stand by my decision. Right. Yeah. It's more important to have them be okay than for me to be okay. More important for them to be okay than for me to be okay. Yeah. Okay, so start tapping through the points. I, the, I don't want people to be upset with me. I'm afraid for people to be upset with me. Because they may leave me. They may leave me. 
and I don't I don't like being on my own. I don't like being on my own. I remember be, what it's like to be on my own. I remember what it's like to be on my own. It's really scary. It's really scary. I need people around me. I need people around me. I cannot be on my own. I cannot be on my own. Take a deep breath and, and get in touch with who's, who, when, how old were you when these beliefs, these started? That being alone is just not safe. It's not. I have no idea. I'm very, it's, it's very a, young. Yeah, very young, exactly. Just, just stay connected with that young part of you, okay? Just this part, young part of me. But this young part of me that knows. There's this young part of me that knows. I just keep on tapping through the points. That it's not safe. That it's not safe. For me to be on my own. For me to be on my own. My survival is at risk. Uh, my survival was at risk, and it was really scary. Yeah, it's really scary. I remember. I remember. And it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Being on my own was terrifying. Being on my own was terrifying. And it was really, really... My need for connection was... I would say, like, was it a, like a desperation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So close your eyes, and I want you to connect with the child. Can you see him? Or at least sense him? I want you to connect with him. Yeah, I can sense him. Okay. And who is it that he needs? Who does he want to feel secure, to feel like... You know, that he's going to be okay, that he's going to survive. His family. Yeah. Okay. And just, who is there there anyone in particular? I know he probably wants all three of them, right? Mom, dad, and like his big brother. Anybody would be good. Just anybody who feels like helping, it would be great. Okay. So name one. Just check in with him. Who does he want in these moments? Let's connect with one. Uh, Sam, my brother. Your brother. Okay, cool. So we're going to end. How old is your brother for the sake of this child experience? How old is your brother? Just give me a number. Five. Five, okay. So you're probably, you're what, three or two? Yeah, I'm 18 months apart. I'm sorry, say that again? You're 18 months apart. Oh, okay. So you're like three and a half and he's five. Okay. And... And your brother is still super young, right? So he's very, very tiny. Yep. He's still a little boy. So I want to, can you, I want to do something. I don't think we've ever done this. So just let's just play with me, okay? I would like to talk with your brother, and I want you to get into, like, your, you know, five-year-old brother's shoes. Okay? Can we do that? Yep. Okay. So I want you to respond as if you were him. You're like, what's his name again? John. John, okay, so you're John, and you're five years old. So you can, as you tap to the points, I am John, and my old brother John, and I'm five years old. Yeah, yep. got it? Okay. 
Hi, John. My name is Laura, and I'm a good friend of your young brother, your younger brother. Thank you so much for talking with me. Sure thing. And I'm just I'm curious, you know, as you you're such a strong boy, and you have this little brother that you feel like he's like following you around and being kind of a little annoying. How do you feel about little Jimmy? Yeah, I just wish he'd let me read my books. Right, you just want to be leaving. You want to be left alone and read your books. Yep. Yeah. How do How do you feel when you're playing with your your buddies, with your friends, and he's tagging along this little this little boy? It's annoying. I always got to take care of him. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And is it? And you well because I know Jimmy for for a while now. I know that. He really admires you. You're you're like a superhero to him. Do you see that sometimes? No, I don't see that. He just he follows me around and always wants to have me play with him, and I just want to do my own thing. Right. Yeah, you don't want to have to be like the babysitter, right? Nope. Yeah. So if I told you something that would actually make him feel better and he would leave you alone, would you... Would you be interested in finding out what that would be? Yeah, I guess I'll listen. Okay. And uh, I'm also curious, do, do you actually, even though he's annoying, do you actually care for your little brother? Of course, he's my little brother. Yeah. And and I imagine that you want him to be safe. You don't want to want him anything bad to happen to him, right? Yeah, but that's my mom and dad's job. That's not my job. You're right. You're absolutely right. So if he needs company or someone to play with, you would much rather than he just has a a friend of his own age and if he needs something, mom or dad are there. Yep. Yep. And is, is Jimmy ever fun to play with at all? Yeah, sometimes when we play Corgi Cars or Batman and Robin, sometimes that's fun. Okay. So the secret that I want to tell you is that I'm going to do something to help you so he, you know, if he gets scared, he doesn't come to you. But I have to tell you that if you play like Batman and Robin or cards with him, just a little bit here and there, he's going to be so much happier and he's going to be totally okay with leaving you alone. Would you be willing to do that just so he, you have your peace and quiet? Yeah, as long as he lets me dictate the rules of the game, yeah. Well, you're the big brother, so I guess that that's what's going to have to be, right? Yeah, sometimes he likes to do things differently and gets annoying, but as long as he yeah. lets me do what I want, that's fine. Okay. Do you think that it might be possible that sometimes he has a really cool idea and uh, that you haven't thought of and it could be even more fun? No, nah, he's stupid. <laughs> oh. Is it because he's younger, you think? I think so. Yeah. He says his ideas are not very cool. No, he's only three. Right, you're right. He's just a teeny thing. Okay. So you get to play with him as long as he plays your way. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that we're going to do that I think is going to help you a ton is that I'm going to give you, see, because I have, I have special... Talking about Batman and Robin, I have special magic, so 
I'm going to give Jimmy a little friend of his own so he doesn't have to, like, chase you around. Would that, would that be helpful? Sure. Now, the last thing that I want to ask you, John, is that if you if you knew that doing a little bit for him was going to make him feel just, just you know, better as the little kid that he is, because you're absolutely right. He's a tiny little kid. You know, he's a kid. He's, he's, he's not stupid. He's just very little. Like, he doesn't know much. Uh, the one thing I want to tell you that it may be weird for you is that he does admire you a lot. He really thinks that you are, you're like, you are like a superhero. Does that make you feel good or it makes you feel like it's not true? Why do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine? Okay. Okay. Thank you for talking with me, John. So let's actually bring right here and right now a little, because Jimmy didn't have a, a friend of his own age. Is that true? Uh, everybody that uh, he hung out with was older. Right, right. So, just I wanted to just there's this little boy that pops out that is around three and a half or four years old. Can you see him? Yep. He's right there, and he he may be a neighbor. That it doesn't matter where he came from, but he's right there, and he's gonna be with Jimmy. And can we allow mom to show up? Sure. Is mom a little bit more present for Jimmy right now? How is she doing? Or is she still very distant? Distant. Okay. Now, how would it be if we did the same thing and talk with mom? Can you actually respond as if you were mom? Uh harder. Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I would recommend. It's like let's we're gonna try something. How old is Jimmy right now? Is he still three? Sure. Okay. And mommy so mommy's there and now she can listen to everything that Jimmy can is gonna say, but she's frozen. Do you notice that? She cannot respond. She's just she can listen, but she cannot respond. Okay? Yep. And what he says right now, it's just it's not going to have any consequence. It's going to be okay. Do we need to actually shrink mom to Jimmy's size or even smaller for no. Jimmy to? Mm-hmm? It's fine. It's fine? Okay. Can you be next to him? Yep. Okay. What would Jimmy like, in his own words, what would he like to tell Molly? Um, I, I don't... Um, like, Mom, why don't you help me find a friend that I can hang out with that doesn't treat me like crap? Um, yeah. You know, why is it that I always got to go out, you know, with the neighborhood kids and they're all older and it's hard for me and, you know, why can't we go find somebody else I can play with? Yeah. I want you to find me a friend my age. Yeah. I Everybody else have... kicks the crap out of me every day and 
why isn't why can't I go, you know, play with kids that are are the same as me? Yeah. I want you to find me a friend or a group of friends that I can play with that are my age, so I feel safe. It's not safe for me to play with these kids. Okay. But does does her mom respond in any way? Or is that you getting any sense of what she would say? Yeah, I I picture her like in the kitchen cooking, you know, too busy to deal with it. Yeah. She'd probably say go practice your violin. But that would be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Well, you you were practicing violin at three years old. Uh, I'm um, I'm being a little bit facetious, but uh, I think I started when I was eight, so not that far from then. Okay. Yeah. But if she's just like get out of my. I was probably playing piano at five. Wow. Five or six. So it was actually the whole thing was like. You know, don't don't make more work for me. Don't get in my way. Just like get, you know, just go take care of yourself. Yeah, my house, my rules. Go up to your room. Yeah, you know. figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just tapping through the points. Repeat after me. I don't want to figure it out. I don't want to figure it out. I need help. Uh, I'm a little kid. Yeah, I want your help. And this is your job as my mom. This is your job as my mom. I want you to find me a friend. I want you to find me a friend. I want you to help me be safe. I want you to help me be safe. I don't want to be around these bigger kids that beat me up. I don't want to be around these bigger kids that treat me like crap every day. Yeah. It's like you don't care about me. Just another example of how you don't care about me. And that's not okay. Not okay. That's not okay with me. Not okay with me. Totally unfair. Totally unfair. Okay. Even if you cannot raise your voice, I want you to actually put energy into it. It's totally unfair. It is totally unfair. It's another way that you prove that you don't care about me. It's another way that you prove that you don't care about me. I know you're busy, but I am important. I know you're busy doing what I don't know, but I am important. I need you to pay attention to me. I need you to pay attention to me. I need you to keep me safe. I need you to help me be safe. And these kids are treating me like crap. Um, it, they're treating you like crap, and it's hard. It's it's hard to be a kid around here. It's really hard to be a kid around here, and you don't care. And you just, every time I complain, you don't care. Why don't you care? Why don't you care? I don't understand. It's not okay. I don't understand. It's not okay. You're a bad mom. You're a bad mom. I want to believe that you do care about me. I keep trying to convince myself you do care about me. But you just tell me to just figure it out on my own. 
told me to figure it out on my own. That's not how you raise a little kid. Not how you help take care of a little kid. I need your help. I need your help. Is there anything else that you need to tell her? Anything at all? And this is the part that is, I know it's challenging, but I want you to, to voice what is, what's going on for him. Is he angry or is he, he really I think hurt? He know, I think he knows she's emotionally distant. I think he knows, you know, she keeps failing, right? I think she knows, you know, having dinner on the table at six is more important than taking care of me and looking into my well-being. And he just, he's, you know, getting sick of it, right? It's um, everybody in this house is taking care of themselves and nobody's taking care of me. Yes. Everybody, that's it. Everybody in this house is taking care of themselves and nobody's taking care of me. I have to figure it out on my own. Yeah, and uh, honestly, it's where the walls come from, right? It's, yes. Uh, it's the I can yeah. do anything. If yeah. the I can do anything, you know, I'll go play with a, you know, a 10-year-old at the age of five and, you know, prove I can be better than him. It's the, uh, fuck you, you can't hurt me with, you know, the neighborhood kids and my parents. It's all those things terminate from the, you know what, you want to be distant, I can be distant too. Yeah. So what if you actually, I want you to go under that for just a minute, Okay. And just name it really hurts to notice that you don't care. Um, it really hurts to know that you don't care and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And it makes me really sad. Makes me really sad. It really hurts that I have to do so much to just figure it out to figure it out. that I have to do so much and just figure it all out on my own. That's the answer to everything. Go to your room, figure it out on your own. Yeah. But I I don't like being alone. And I want help. I need help. Yes, I need help. I'm different. I'm different. Why the hell can't you see it? Yes. I need your help. John is very comfortable going to his room, reading his books, you know, not competing outside, you know, not being active. He likes that. I don't. Why can't you see me? Yeah. It really makes makes me very sad that you don't see me. Makes me very sad that you don't see me. Can you get in touch a bit with that sadness of not being seen? As you say, you really, like, I want you to see that little boy and just, like, truly, it's like, it's it's so sad that he has to figure it out on his own. Like, he doesn't have the ability to do it. He really doesn't have it. He's trying, but he's built, that's why he started building walls, because he couldn't figure it out on his own. He just needed to survive. It was not a safe place. A five-year-old cannot prove to a 10-year-old that he's better or even the same. Or Yeah, I mean, you're setting your kid up to look for validation for his whole life, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I remember well, a little older, like by 10 or something, I used to just go outside and shoot baskets Yeah. by myself for hours and hours. And I would say, well, why doesn't somebody want to come play with me? I mean... Yeah. Where was John? Probably in his room reading his book or... You know, he, he was... he. My brother shut down. So, you know, what he did, he... Like, I remember he read Thomas... Uh, all this came to me during the session. He used to read all the Thomas Hardy novels. Mm-hmm. He would read all the time. All the time. Be in his room reading. Wow. His escape was, you know... He was books. Yeah, if you remember those novels, it was about kids that have adventures and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was his escape. And oh, I was more physical. I wanted to be outside doing stuff. And um, the only place I could do it was in the neighborhood. Yeah. And they were all older kids. So what he really what his little boy really needs is for mom to be to be more attentive, to be there, to find him friends, to even maybe take him to a place where he could actually be more active. Yeah, I mean how about boys club? Exactly. Catholic yeah. Center, right? Give yeah. me in a basketball league, you know, um give me an outlet for all that, you know, pent up energy. Yes. With kids yes. my own age. I mean you know, these days they start basketball and lacrosse in second grade, right? I mean, you know, that I can't imagine there weren't programs that were available. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Okay. So let's just, you, you can relay mom's information to me, okay? Remind me her name again. Betty. Betty. Okay. So if you don't... Just, just for this, this, this is not Betty that is your mom that lives with your dad somewhere, okay? This is Betty that is, it's inside of you, okay? Your internalized mom. Does that make sense? Is it the one that if something happens, you know, you can almost hear your mom's voice say, well, that's not okay, or you cannot, you know, without even asking, if you're considering visiting your parents for whatever reason, you already know that that your mom would say, well, you know, you're not married to Jennifer, so you're not you're not staying in the same room kind of thing, right? That, that you already have it inside of you. Does that make sense? Yep. So you get a sense of who she is, and it's not necessarily, and it, it's a different, can you, do you get what I'm talking the notion of like having this internalized mom within you? Yes. Okay. And even though, even though there is, you know, your mom is alive somewhere, because this mom lives within you with all her beliefs and all her, you know, cookiness and whatnot, you have the ability to actually shift this this mom, the one that is living inside of you. Okay, this version of your internalized mom. Okay. Okay. So I want you to just respond from that from that place. You can relate her, and, you know, her. Her words or just, you know. So, Betty, I'm so glad that you took a moment to speak with me. I'm Laura. I'm a very good friend of your your son, Jimmy. Okay. 
Um, and I know that as a as a mom of young children, you're probably super busy. There's so much going on, and uh, you know, being I, I totally understand. I'm a mom myself, so thank you so much to take this time to talk with me. And keep on tapping them as we're doing this, okay? Because this can be challenging. Yep. So tell me, do you, do you actually, I know this may be a silly question, but I, I, I need to know, do you really love your children? Of course I do. Yeah. And I'm guessing that your your younger boy, Jimmy, is, uh, he's a little bit different from John, isn't he? He's a challenge. Yeah. So tell me about him. How is he a challenge? Uh, um, hyper, um, all over the place, always needs something very difficult. So he's, he's a lot more needy than John. John can just entertain himself. Yep. Yeah. And if, uh, if I told you, because I'm, I'm guessing you really want him to grow up to be you know, a man of good and you need to know you need to know that he's gonna be safe and he's gonna contribute to these worlds and be a good father and uh good provider, a good man, right? And I'm guessing you also want him to be happy, is that true? Uh I need him to be a good man. You know, happiness happiness comes to those who work hard. Okay. So you, you want him to be a really hard worker so he can eventually be happy but it's not happiness is not something that comes easy no right so would you be would you be open to hearing a few things that i know will really make your your life with jimmy easier and will help him be that great you know really really good man that you want him to be as you said earlier i'm busy I'm happy to hear it, but he's got to figure it out on his own. Right, right. And if I if I were to say something that, uh, yeah, I totally understand that there's so much that is going on for you. And um, is it just the household that keeps you busy, or um, are you do you appreciate being affectionate with your with especially with Jimmy, or how, how well, do I gotta you feel? I got to keep the house clean. You know, they are always making a mess everywhere. I gotta have dinner on the table, I gotta go grocery shopping, you know, it's it's I try to help with the PTA when I can. You know, I, I'm having a hard time just keeping up with my stuff. You know, right. I provide a house for them and I provide meals for them and that's what that's what they need to, to be happy and healthy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're providing a very good household for them and a home and that takes a lot of time. And would you say that you are happy? That you are content and enjoy your life, or there's too much going on for you to even think of that. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't matter. Uh, that, I, need it's to, not I need to get the things done. I need to get done, and yeah. um, you know, I don't I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about my feelings. Okay, okay. Thank you so much for talking with me. Let me. The one thing that I wanted to share with you is that um, there are a couple of things that I'll tell you in a moment that will make a big, big difference in you being able to do what you want to do, and that you feel more at peace knowing that that both your your children are going to turn out better than you can imagine, and um, and be happy as well. 
So I'll talk with you in a minute. Thank you so much for talking with me. So, Jimmy, I would you be willing to allow these version of mom to go to a very special clinic where she would be she would be pampered, she would be allowed. So this this is how the story would go and see if this works for you. It's okay for you to give her these. There would be two or three people, two or three women that will come in. Um, they could be your aunts, they could be friends of hers, it doesn't matter, but they're really loving, loving people like, um, you know, nannies or babysitters. Some, you know, some, one is going to take care of the house, one is going to, you know, clean to the grocery and the food, one is going to take care of John, and one is going to actually take care of just of you, play with you, just really take care of you. So that is going to be covered, and mom is going to take some time to go to this special, wonderful healing place where she will have a chance to vent all of her feelings, express all of her anger, and cry all the, the pain that she experienced when her dad you know, died and everything that happened during that period and probably before when she was a little girl and she didn't have a chance to to be herself and to be seen and to enjoy being a little girl herself. Would you give her that? Would that be possible? Do you think that it would be a good thing for her? Yeah, I do. Okay. Would you be willing to let, to give her that? Um, I mean, it's her that takes. I don't understand. I mean, she, I, she wants to be the victim, so she, you know, she has the opportunity to take that if that's what she wants, but she doesn't do it. So, you know, I've tried to help her, but she doesn't want it. So she wants to be the victim. Right. So, is it is it I totally understand that she has not done anything for herself. And would you want to, well, would you actually send her to a place like that? Like, remember, this is not your mom out there. I'm just curious if you would, you think that she would be open or she's really just still attached to being a victim and that life is too overwhelming and she just needs to survive. I think, um, I think she's very attached to being a victim. And okay. it's a more comfortable place for her. Okay. All right, so let's tap on that. Just because this is, this is really this is very important. Are you still tapping along with me? Yeah, I had to get in the car to um, to drive to another appointment, but I'm still tapping. Yes. Okay, and I know. Well, if you're driving, it's not going to be as simple to get in touch with. How how are you doing with being able to? name and be in touch with what was going on and experience, like, well, you've always experienced her stubbornness, right, that these are the way things are. What are you notice within you? Um, I mean, the word I'm, I'm coming up with is just frustration because it's like it, it's so... Um, 
they're, they're, she doesn't want to be helped. It's like you, she wants to, she, she put herself in a cave, right, and, you know, decided that, you know, three squares a day and a house and a home and a set of rules were the easiest way to fucking run life and anything that was a variation for that, you know, got treated with um, an iron fist. And it's like, well, fuck you, that's not the way life works. You know, All you right. sit there and you, you tell me I got to work hard, that any amount of work you would have to do to actually not have, have things fit within your exact little fucking system, and it's bad. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm not like John. I don't like reading goddamn books. So, you know what? Kill me. Send me to another house. I don't know what the fuck you want to do, but I'm not going to get in your little goddamn box. So, you know what? you got to do some work. All right. I'm glad I'm not staying within your box. No, I don't want to be in that box. I think that box is fucking stupid and boring. Not who yeah. I am. And if you want to stay in your box, it's your fucking box. But I'm out of it. I'm not, but, but stop trying to pull me back into it emotionally, practically, physically. Help, help me learn how to live in my box comfortably. That's your job as a goddamn parent. Yeah, that is exactly your job as a goddamn parent. To actually see who I am, and it's not just to just put me in this tight, strict, stupid bullshit of a box. This is a box that you constructed for for yourself, and it doesn't work for me. She built this system to make herself feel better through her pain. And um, every part of it had nothing to do with anybody but her. Yeah. Yeah. My brother happened to figure out, happened to be naturally inclined to comply, although I would actually argue he gave up parts of himself in the process as well. But he's just less aware of it and less in touch with it than I am. Yeah. Well, and he also, my guess is that he he got a little bit of extra, but I wanted to go back to that. I, you know, if I am not going back in your fucking box. I am not. And, you know, even if I disappear to you as a son, I am not going back into that fucking box. I, I, um, I have uh, done my duty for 49 years of trying to be compliant in its box to the best of my ability while still trying to find myself. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm totally done. Well, which one was the one we did where the pattern of her and what I do that's like that? What When was that? That was like, what, three sessions ago? Let me tell you. It was, a, yeah, it was at least, I would say that it was 
early September 1st or the previous one. It was, I think it was, yeah, three or four sessions ago. Let me let me double check and see if I can find exactly which one it was. I I don't put titles. We have dates in them, but I can. Um, give me one second. So I'm just intellectually a little curious on you know this conversation and, and that conversation and how they connect or don't connect. Yeah. And it's either it's either August thirty first. Or um, or September first, one of those two. Okay. And how okay. does it connect? Is that somehow yeah. you you created? So she models for you, okay? If you, if you can, I still would love you to tap as we talk because you she models for you a way of living, a paradigm. Like you know, you experience pain. Life is not safe. Like what happens exactly when? You were born and, you know, his da- uh, her dad died. So life is not safe. Life is bringing a lot of pain. I'm going to build myself this very tight, very strict box full of rules about how things are supposed to be so I can feel artificially safe within these rules. Does that make sense? Yep. And that is the one that you transfer to you. Because as you know, that's the one I talking. emulate, and they also the cave. You also, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna isolate myself, um, and even the victim one, Laura. Yeah. So I feel like I, even, even when I'm doing really good things, I am more comfortable being like making myself a victim, um, finding an enemy. Mm. Well, because if you do that, then you justify yourself for feeling. If you're if you're not feeling safe, you're gonna to have to find someone to blame that is making you feel unsafe. You're either pushing something on me, you're demanding something of me. You also have a very sensitive. We're gonna to have to revisit the profiles a little bit more because you have a sensitive. You experience your emotions very intensely, and you have a very sensitive system. So if something happens that makes you feel overwhelmed, you're gonna to try to shut down and push people away so you can you don't have to experience the pain of saying having to say no. Because saying no goes back to, the, you know, the fear that somebody's going to get upset or angry with you and abandon you. But the, the interesting thing about that to me is, I, I, you know, I was abandoned, right? I mean, so, like, why am I afraid to be abandoned? I've lived my whole life that way. I don't understand why I would be afraid of that. I mean, because, it, yeah. So... Just consider that for a moment. Why do you think it is that you're afraid of being abandoned? Because I didn't like it. It was scary. You know, the monsters in the closet, you know, nobody there to help, you know, screaming, nobody responding. Right. Like, so, I mean, I guess if that, you know, if that's still an emotional connection I have, you know, to my childhood and any time that something, you know, um, feels like that, I'm going to go back to that state, that's, and it's just an emotional reaction, that's, I cannot, I guess I can understand that. 
Well, okay, so I'll tell you what happens. See, you experienced that as a very young child, right? You experienced being on your own. You hated it. It was extremely painful. You hated being by yourself. So, and you have, your nervous system still remembers what it was like to be alone. So the most powerful thing that we could do together, and this is a very important question that I'm curious what would be your answer. The most powerful work that we could do, and I think you have another session this week or next, whenever we meet again, is to... Early, early next week. Great. So it's, it's to actually get very, very much in touch with those feelings. But it's almost like you have to be in it. And from that place of feeling that pain so we can release it and heal it and literally divorce the pain from the event so when there's any chance that you can perceive or the potential of somebody getting upset with you and potentially, you know, judging you, rejecting you and abandoning you is, is possible, that you don't go to that place again. Okay. And it's totally, I have to tell you, it's total, it's very, very uh, possible. I've done it, and I've led various people with the, through these, but you have to be really in touch with it because you need to get in touch with the, the pain in order to release it. It's not just for the heck of it. It's just in order to release it. Go to feeling on that place of aloneness because... So, because you're not responding from an intellectual place. When you're concerned, if you go into your mind, you can say, like, well, you know, whatever. You, you know, I mean, if your brother is upset with you, it doesn't mean that you're going to stop your life. It's not like Jennifer is not going to appreciate or value who you are because your brother that is upset with you, right? Fuck it, whatever. That's in your mind. But the truth is that you're still responding as if, the fact that he were upset with you and would not be with you would mean again that you are on your own, you don't have your you don't have anybody to play with, or you're at the mercy of the older kids and he's your only possibility, not that he ever did it, but the only possibility that you may have somebody to protect you. So it's extremely it is very you know, it's very instinctual and it's very primal. It's not, you know, that's why I said you cannot figure your, you know, with your mind. That is a wonderful tool, but your mind is not the one that is going to help you figure things out. You know, it's interesting. There's another thing that you keep on trying to figure things out instead of, you know, really healing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think I, um, I think it was a coping mechanism as a young as a young kid as well, as well, was I started rationalizing things to yeah. uh, get rid of emotional pain. Yeah, and exactly. And this is what you said. You, you notice how you start your sentence. I think that this is what I did, you know. So if I were to ask you, what do you feel about that? What do you feel about being so, you know, so attached or so... That you, how do you feel about the fact that your your behaviors are so determined by other people's possible anger? How do you feel about that? Um, bad. I mean, it's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. There's no. There's, that's it. Yeah. 
Um, listen, i got to go to this next point. Yes, so yeah, i, I got to go. Okay, so we'll talk right. again. Let me know if any insights or anything comes up, okay? Have a great okay, day. Okay, bye-bye. Yep, bye-bye. bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.